Summer 2021 is driving people to events and happenings, and Rorik Honda is part of that drive. From parking lot shows and hosting comedy acts to a collab with Mancini's, Rorick knows the importance of community fun. Congratulate them on a record month in May and browse their inventory in Bloomfield. As always, visit Rorick.com for all of your vehicle needs. And now we start this week's Yajagov podcast from Hallowed Halls, oh my a God. John's favorite place. <laughs> According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word Jagoff is defined as a noun, which means a stupid, irritating, or... Here's how Pittsburghers define a word jag off. When someone cuts you off on a parkway. Jag off! Or someone scares the out of you. Yeah, jag off! Or it's a term of endearment. How you been, jag off? This is Mark Madden. Hi, this is Larry Richard. Hey, it's Rick Seaback. Hi, this is Greg Brown. Hi, I'm Tyler Kennedy. This is Antonio Holmes. And this is the Jag Off Podcast. So we are at Permanthes in Allison Park, Glenshaw, Route 8. We have an interesting podcast this week because we're simul-recording a podcast. Yeah, simul. We sound really smart just by saying right. simul. So the cool part, you know, we always have a story behind how these things happen. But, you know, John is a beer drinker. Rachel is not. But I'm, I'm like, learning, right? I feel like you're, you, my husband, the people we surround ourselves with, I'm learning how to do this. Right. So... We were actually asked to be on the Fueled by Hops podcast. Like, how cool is that? And what did we know about beer, Rach? You knew more than I did. <laughs> well, we actually consult with our... when it's cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But we consult with our North Country brewing people. Yeah. But we do have a funny Primani story about when we, you and I went to Primani's and what we ordered as oh, far yes. as beer. Yeah, so yeah. we'll have to tell that right. story, which is right. pretty funny. But so, anyway, so we were super excited that we could be on their podcast. They would be on our podcast. We already had some really good guests scheduled. So we were like, let's just mesh it all and have a really cool Sunday. And have a Primani sandwich in the meantime. Yeah. So as you're watching this, we're going to have food in our mouths, right? So, Ryan from Fueled by Hops, welcome to the Jagoff Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell us, first of all, get into the story about your Fueled by Hops. You guys have like a mega Fueled by Hops kingdom happening. I guess you can call it a mega Fueled by Hops kingdom. That's a good way to put it. (laughs) Uh, We started as a uh, craft beer community on Facebook, and from there it just kind of blew up. So, uh, we started locally here in Pittsburgh. We wanted to uh, bring all the Pittsburgh craft beer drinkers together. Um, and really just share what we're doing, what we're drinking, and where we're drinking it and all that good stuff. And it grew into a blog. It grew into a podcast. It, uh, eventually, Scott, my co-host, jumped on board. Um, we've recently just launched in two new cities. So we're in Colorado. Uh, Houston's coming up pretty soon. Please say it as the Pittsburgh version, Colorado. Colorado. If you're talking to my mom, it's Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> uh, but, no, we have a whole merch line. You know, as, as things grew and as people came together and things kind of you know, uh, progressed. We just decided, yeah, let's say, let's see where this thing can go. And what a testament to Pittsburgh, because, you know, we often talk on the podcast as we hear the Pittsburgh stories that we get to hear. Pittsburgh started as a coal town, right? Yes. And so for any of us who have been here to see it trans literally transform, we're a foodie town now. I mean, Primanti's is clearly, you know, has put us on the map. We're a tech town. We're a health town. Now, all of these beer meccas are popping up everywhere. I mean, is, is yes. it literally what has sort of, I mean, not, it's, no it's pun intended, fueled, fueled you? For, for, yeah, for, yeah, it's no pun intended, you. But, yeah. yeah. You know, when we talk about the best beer cities in America, Pittsburgh is always in the top five. And in my opinion, it's the number one best beer city in America. But what we're seeing happen right now is really, really special in craft beer. And it's almost like a reversion. You know, back in the day, every neighborhood in Pittsburgh had a brewery, right? Yes. That's how you got your beer. Now... Here we are again, 100 years later, 
every neighborhood in Pittsburgh has two or three breweries. Yeah. So we're seeing a lot of cool stuff happen. We're seeing a lot of people come to Pittsburgh as a beer destination. We're seeing people in Pittsburgh really kind of come into craft beer and support it. So, you know, we just kind of built a concept around that. Okay. Ryan, as you look wow. around here, our little wires on the table and everything for you. If you're listening, are, is your podcast this professional looking? Ours looks like just black pasta just laying all we over use the, the same table. Setup. It's okay. literally the same setup. <laughs> yeah, he said. We're just not as organized. We don't have all the tables. Oh, yeah. organized. That was the coolest part. We said, wait, yeah. he was organized. So sure. let's hold that thought about Fuel by Hops. Let's go to our first guest because Jim is the guy here. Jim is the guy at Permandy's. We came up with this Yajagoff beer, which is why you called us. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But we we sent an email to Ryan, and Jim's like, what is the Yajagoff beer? And we want this Yajagoff beer. So, Jim, first of all, welcome to the Yajagoff podcast. No, first of all, thank you for having us. I mean, yeah, we, that's a good I'm not point. kidding you. My boys, any excuse to go to Primanti's, but John is literally like, we might be driving past, but we're like 82 minutes away from a Primanti's, and he thinks we're driving past just so we could go there. So it. thank you for having <laughs> us. We appreciate out. it. We really appreciate it. Thank you for coming. Well, listen, so I, we won't bitch at first, but we'll bitch at first right now. It's like, listen, we work out of Rachel's house in Ross Township, okay. and it's Primanti's in the strip. It's Primanti's. There's You just kind of have to roll a coin, come up here. We need a Permantes on McKnight Road somewhere along the way. I need a fix. Like, I'm out on the corner. Like, you know, know, McKnight has always been a location we've been looking for. So, you know, there might be that right spot here soon, you know, once we get past all of everything that's been going on for the past year. It's yeah. to start growing again. Yeah. I mean, we'll even take like a Babcock, you know, maybe even like a three degree road, something like that, because yeah. it's still close enough. But listen, everybody wants a Permantes. Like, they just sit there and say, well, I need it in my neighborhood because we want instant gratification. As we talked offline, we could talk about the evolution of Permanis, what people love for hours. Right. But what I love most is that it's the milestone place. I described to you that when people say they w- they're winning the Super Bowl, why are you go- where are you going? Disney World. It- Permanis is sort of that thing. You know, regardless of whether it's a holiday or a milestone, what are you, what is the appeal? Well, you know, we're super grateful that we have that appeal. Yeah. One, you know, it's almost like a, a rite of passage for every new Pittsburgher to come through to have a, a sandwich with French fries, coleslaw, and tomato on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, for us, it's super fun from, you know, getting support from the Steelers to the Pirates. Sure. Pit, all the way across the board, it's a rite of passage for to become a Pittsburgher. You have to have a sandwich. And you can have it, you know, with Capicola. You can have it with steak, with fish, you know, anything that anybody likes, really. That's Ryan, what was your first Permani sandwich? Do you remember it? I don't remember my first one, but I always order the same thing every time I come here, so it was probably that, and that's the Pittsburgher. Yeah, the that's steak. what my husband you go. It's, it's a tried and true. Well, so, you guys look at Go ahead, Jim. So it's nice when someone may not remember their first one because it could have been at about 2 a.m. in the street. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another I mean, I've had quite a few of those. <laughs> the I, I side actually, you know what? I actually do remember my first one. Do you mind if I indulge? No. Who uh, didn't know? Right. So I was a very picky eater growing up, even into high school, very picky eater. I went to take the city paramedic written exam in Oakland, and all the guys were we were at some place in Pitt, and everybody that was there at lunch break, they're going, we're going down to Primanti's. You going? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and well, he's picky, so. And I go right. down, so I'm like, oh, God. And then I had the salami. Like, nobody can ever fail me with salami. Yeah. I did salami. As a, it was love ever since. It was so my like, first sandwich was in Oakland as well with my father. I think I was about 10 years old. It was a cap and egg uh, with no tomato at the time. Wow. I was only scared of tomatoes. Ooh, sure, actually, sure. But 
I got over that fear, but that was my first in Oakland as well. That's so cool. And I was saying to you offline, and Ryan, feel free to, to jump in on, on the milestone part, but from a mom's perspective, I can't believe how many women, right? Because you don't know the demographic. You figure yeah. it's a sloppy sandwich. Mm-hmm. Do, do ladies want to really go? Yeah. yeah I mean, the answer is yes. It. Mother's Day is one of the biggest, you know, times to come here, right? Yeah. It, you know, Mother's Day has been great for us over the years. We do give moms free sandwiches on Mother's Day. There so you go. That's it. it. Helps. <laughs> free always works. But, you know, we want to try <laughs> to create a nice atmosphere for everybody. Sure. Um, so you feel comfortable here. So it's... Um, you know, it's your neighborhood place, just like you're saying with the breweries. That's, you know, the appeal that we would like to have, sure. too. So. I just want to know, for Manny's corporate, how mad were you guys that the Jagoff, Ben Affleck, when he butchered the name <gasps> for Manny's in that movie? Oh, that's uh, a great I can't remember question. How he said it. Yes. Yes. Like, per, per, Promontes, maybe. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Weird yeah. I was like, oh, that's a good question. Yeah. 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 Sometimes, you know. In Pittsburgh, we seem to roll everything together, so it's like per Manny's. You even try to type it into your phone, and it'll, it won't spell out per Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it gets a little phonetically uh, <laughs> That's so funny. at times. So, you know, we're, we're okay with it as long as they're talking about us. Uh, that's right. Jag. And are you a Jagoff if you don't get French fries on it? Come on. I mean, uh, I think French fries, are you got to go for it, right? I know a lot of good people that get the fries on the side. Okay. So... I, I think the slaw. The slaw is to me. If you don't get the slaw, you're. Oh, a jack. okay. That's. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm I agree. usually an extra slaw kind of guy, even though some on the side. Ooh, I didn't know you could crunch. do that. Oh yeah, you could do that extra slaw oh, for sure. Wow, Learn that seems like it's going down your elbows if you get extra slaw. That's the well, best. right, and then for the people who want somewhat of a healthy aspect, like I'm like, oh, the turkey, like that's really gonna make a and difference, that's great. right? You know, a little less fat content. <laughs> I guess. The turkey. Yeah. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know if in the end it really is. I do have to admit one thing though. When I was younger. And I was in college. I was super poor. I used to steal the hot sauce from oh. Bermani's. Hot sauce always disappeared. Oh we got extra bottles in the back oh. just for that situation. Do you feel better that you said it? I feel so much better. I got that off yeah. my chest. I'm like, a- I'm like pushing forward. I'm about to be a father. It's like, oh, thank God. You don't see the Red Trappies Red Devil hot sauce very many oh, places. I, used to, I had like 15 in my house. Oh, I did the same so thing with Chipotle. Funny. Sorry, Chipotle. That is so funny. Oh, that, that is funny. So going back to beer, though. And again, I want educated because I appreciate Mm -hmm. that this has become a thing, not only a thing, but an identifying thing in our city, right? And so we were one time known for Iron City Beer. That's it. And now, like you said, there's these micro brews. There's all these eclectic places that are popping up. When wine was sort of doing that, there was the big question, what do you pair with it? Is beer that thing where you literally can have a conversation for hours where you talk about the hops or oh an IPA would be paired with? And why is that? We, we do it every weekend. Right. I mean, beer is so complex when you think about it. The hops, there's different The hops. There's bittering hops and there's hops that just produce the flavor. I mean, there's so many different elements, the, the, the grain bills. I mean, it, it's almost like a, like a puzzle, if you will. There's so many different complexities sure. inside of there. You can sit there and dissect a beer um, for days if you wanted to right. you know and right. we do it every weekend yeah, yeah. and so like i get well, wait, completely without running out of content essentially right because you can literally as you said dissect it yep. peel it back because what again what does it pair with food what does it pair with dessert i, th- I think beer pairs better with food than, than wine yeah oh i agree food. there's a yeah. lot of the same ingredients sure inside oh of there. So, yeah right you know in a lot of ways they come together so yeah there's you could beer it's just you can never run out of contact ongoing conversation but i yeah. get so confused with hefeweizen and ipa and india india i 
I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I like. I like beer. Now the cool thing is, is that when the North Country Brewing Gang put you Jagoff beer, it was a light lager. I'm like all a in. Simple, easy. Yeah. yeah. So simple to remember. Actually, right? lager is extremely hard to make. It's a lot harder to make a lager than it is to make an IPA. I don't know if you knew that. No, I I, actually more IPAs out there. Yeah, IPA. Oh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a brewer, so I don't want to like you know uh, sound like I know this. But from what I understand, and May could probably shine some light on this more. um, You know, IPAs are the hot seller. Right. That's that's where you make your money. That's what keeps people coming back. Lager, not necessarily, but it is a more complex product to make. Whoa! Yikes! We have a lager. Just talking trends in the market, but the trend is actually moving back towards lagers. So yeah. I wanted to throw that point. Yeah, yeah, all right. all right. Number one seller in America. There no you go. Look at Tim. Look at Tim. For purposes of this podcast, yeah. we, have to, we have to talk in fuel by hops, Yinzies. Yes. Yeah. And loggers are now referred to as crispy boys. Oh, crispy boys. So we have to refer to it as the crispy boys. Okay, Okay. we'll have to get Meg on that. No, but in all seriousness, when we were even deciding, you know, just to throw this is all I can talk about because I don't know enough. But when we were talking in North Country Brewing about our beer, we said, you know, I don't want to pigeonhole women, but women don't always love beer, or we like a light beer, Mm -hmm. right? So we were like, we have that demographic, but then you have true Yinzers who are going to say, well, I want something that tastes like an iron, right? Mm -hmm. Or you have people, like you said, like my husband, who love IPAs. How do we decide what we brew? And so we put a poll out, and to be honest with you, the lager won, I think, for safety. Like you said, it's sort of that... What we know. It tastes like beer. Yes. yes. It tastes like right. beer. I don't want my beer to taste like a fruit. It's citrusy. I'm not into the citrusy Ooh, thing. I, I can't that. handle that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. either. And the sour beer. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm 90. I'm, my beer taste is 90 years old. I, I will say That's every a- every brewer I've ever met wants to make more lager. Yeah. Okay. It's a very complex thing. When they make a good one, it's almost like a, a pride thing. It's just the IPAs are what's dominating the market right now. But that trend, like I said, is reversing. Sure. More people are saying, we want Krispies. We want yeah. Krispies. Yeah. yeah. Krispies. It's pretty cool, though. So we have to let Jim go because we have to bring Megan. But, Jim, we have a big announcement this week, right? We because Now, you know, when the radio stations with the DJs, they go, in 10 minutes, we're going to give away tickets to Justin Timberlake. And then people start calling, like, right now. And they go, no, I said 10 minutes. So pay attention here because we're going to say that there's a date when something's available, but don't go right now. Don't right? go yet because yeah. we want to have it for you when you come right. in. Right. But you're more than welcome to come in before. Oh, we yeah. Right. Just don't. Yeah. Just sandwiches and drinks you right. have. So what's happening here at Permanent? So uh, in the coming week, uh, weeks, on the 18th, we're going to release a Jagoff beer through Permanent Brothers. It was brewed by North Country. It's an American light lager. We're super excited for it. It's going to be coming out the 18th, which is the Friday before Father's Day weekend. We're looking forward to also giving away free sandwiches to Dad on that weekend as well. That's Sunday for Father's Damn. Day. So you can come to Permanent's Dad's. You can get your free sandwich, and you can have a you jag off in the house, or you can take a six pack to go out of house. Um, in case you're not familiar with it, it has a parking chair on the label of it, so oh, it's it's so good. You know, so you have it's, so it's, it's a real parking so. chair. It came out of my garage. <laughs> I mean, we it. carry it with us regularly. We do, yeah. yeah. No, and nothing is better than that because our story that we'll share with you is. We were leaving a, a hockey game from one of my kids. My husband was at another hockey game. John and I went to the Route 60 podcast or Route 60 Permanis, I believe. And they said, "What are you having?" And I said, "Well, I'm at Permanis. I'll have a beer. Right. My go-to is a Guinness, just admittedly, Perfect. right? Yeah. Because I'm Irish." So I said, "I'll have a Guinness, um, 16 ounce." Yeah. And you had a 12. The, the, the small Miller Light, Light 12 ounce. Light beer. Yeah. Yeah. So the woman comes out. 
different server now and says, here you go. And she crosses. He gets the Guinness. Uh. <laughs> and so the, he was like, oh, my God. Like, they think I'm a little dude drinking little beers. And it was so funny because now here we are. And you the know. funny thing about Guinness, it's actually a very light beer. It's it is less light. less calories than yeah. Miller Light. Yeah. 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 It's just that roasting of the malts that create that dark color. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. See, I always order a small beer because I hate for it to get warm. Yeah. Right? So like yes yes yeah so so question of the day yes first Jim thank you so much where does everybody find Permanis online where do they follow all that good stuff for so deals promotions we're on Facebook Instagram Twitter and it's at Permani Bros we're also uh, you can order online at order.permanibros.com and then just permanibros.com for everything you need from gift cards merchandise all location information easy enough anything else coming up other than the Jagoff beer ah. Uh, Everything's always coming Summer, up. You know, right? We're ready for everybody to come back. Our yeah. patios are open. Half price, happy hour nearly every day of the week. Twice on Fridays typically at you know 5 to 7 and at 9 to 11. And you know all drinks, and including North Country beers, are half price during there half hours. So you know we're super help, uh, happy to just have everyone coming back out for the restaurants this yeah. summer. Dude, Same. I, I lick my lips every time I drive by one. So well, yeah, He's not I kidding. Just, yeah, not kidding. <laughs> really all do. right, question of the day. This is the coveted part. It's going to get a little – you thought this was easy. Now it gets tough. What is worse, no fries on sandwiches or a chronic beer spiller? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, if you're going to spill a beer, then there's going to be some extra cleanup. I think we can handle fries on okay. the side of your sandwich. That is surprising. But the yeah. chronic spiller, I don't know if we, we want a chronic spiller. Okay. We want to keep it in the vessel. Nice. That's a good answer. Yeah. That's Should good. we hold off on Ryan's? Yeah, yeah, because cool. Ryan's staying with us, right? right. Yeah. You're not on. answering. Yeah. That means long you have time to we think. We can't thank long you long enough long. for working with oh, us on this. You. We are so excited to just get, get crazy with the, you know, with the beer. Yeah. We're very excited and, you know. Uh, it's been we've been talking about this for a couple months now, yeah. so we're ready for it. So. We're ready. Yeah, we're excited. Cool. Let's go. All right, Woo-hoo. thank you, Jim. We really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you so much. Last night. So Ryan, let's talk to you a little bit because you right. you have fueled by Hops is all about beer, and as we said earlier, uh, we know nothing about beer. Right, we know nothing. So we played a game. It wasn't quite a drinking game at North Country Brewing. We said, "Hey, we should have you a Jagoff beer," and they go, "Yeah, you should." And then we yep. sat around and tasted some beers, and they're like, "Well, let's do this." And we actually went to the point where we thought we were going to make a strawberry Jello pretzel salad beer. Yikes! And John was there, was like, so "I could do that." <laughs> and we're like, "Wait, we probably want to sell beer versus being quirky." So that's when these guys stepped in. So this is all you, bud, because Meg is the brewer of the Jagoff. She knows way more about beer than any of us here. Right. I'm just going to throw that one out there. So Meg is (laughs) from North Country Brewing. (laughs) Meg, welcome to the. You're back to the Jagoff podcast because we had you on one other time underneath the bridge. We were talking about another Jagoff beer. Yes. Yeah. How about that? And I, you know, he had to remind me that we were at the Burger Bash and you were at Rock Bottom at the time and mm-hmm. you were talking about a different Jagoff beer that's totally different flavor, like we said, between right. the lager and the IPA. Talk to us a little bit about how you know your audience well enough to know what works because you seriously do know, hey, this might not be what's best for, for who's purchasing our beer. I mean, I think, because I think it could become very subjective for the brewery and, like, maybe where your location is and whatnot. And a lot of it becomes, like, for a while responding to what you're seeing coming back. You're like, where are our sales going? But also, I think what's unique with North Country is that we not only have our pub setting, but we also do a lot of distribution. And I think 
what I've noticed is that those audiences are also different. So when we're approaching, like, creating a new beer, we're not only asking the question, like, will this work at our pub with, like, how our lineup works? Yeah. Or, and will it also be sellable, like, out to, like, other craft beer consumers in the market? And I, those are just totally two different conversations, but we have to think about it. Sometimes it's a trial and error. We're like, this is going to work in our pub. And then it doesn't work in distro, so now we have to adjust. The other awesome thing about North Country is that we do have the pub, and we do have a brew house at Harmony. So we have the opportunity to try things out, like smaller scales, and um, and see if it works in-house first, and we like it, and we can test out the recipe, and then from there, scale up. That's Which a good is point. really cool. So I, I guess I should welcome you back to our podcast I know. because we're we're like you're I'm like, not late this time though. Scott is late. <laughs> oh this time. yeah, yeah. Scott's late this time. <laughs> That's right. You were late that time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Scott will be here shortly, people. So if you hear Scott's voice poking in here in a few minutes, just know <laughs> he was just running late. So yeah. Uh, no, but welcome back. Thanks um, for having me back. But I want to talk a little bit. Um, should we talk about the, the beer? Do it. Do it. Where should yeah. we start? I mean, yeah, this sure. is do it. Okay, we're just gonna do it. Yeah. Test your skills, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> <Okay>. You <laughs> tell us where do we start? Yeah, yeah. So um, the first thing I want to talk about because I just introduced them to the term crispy boy. Yeah, crispy boy. So are you? Am, are y'all crispy boys? I think we get it. Yeah, yeah. Do you like crispy boys. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Am I able to officially say that loggers are crispy boys? Yeah, absolutely. You jag. This is my spot. Is a crispy boy for yes, sure. Yes, absolutely. Okay, <laughs> so let's talk about the young jag off logger because I just kind of fouled up and told them that loggers don't sell as well as IPAs, <laughs> and I think they're a little I mad pounced, at me right Meg, now. I pounced. It breaks <laughs> yeah. my heart slightly. But yeah. the trend is changing, right? The trend slowly. is changing. I mean, we're definitely seeing it a little bit more out in Philly, and I think it's slowly coming over here, and people are starting to appreciate it. And uh, I think the more people brew them, like especially like people like Dancing Gnome, Grist mm-hmm. House, I'm seeing some stuff come out from them. I think we're going to have see that trend come a little bit. Back. Yeah, and, and, and what I was telling them, you know, and you could kind of elaborate a little bit more because I'm not a brewer, so I have no idea how to make beer. But I know how to talk about beer. I just don't know how to make it. <laughs> so the lager is an extremely challenging beer to produce, and yeah, it takes absolutely. a long time, right? Yeah, and, al- and also there, there's a very small uh, margin for error because it's such a delicate beer mm-hmm. that if, if there's a flaw in any way, shape, or form, like if you don't have your water profile on point, if you don't hop it properly, um, if you don't actually lager it properly, those things will be able to be tasted <clears throat> in that final product. So you just can't hide behind anything. So I, f- I feel like it's a cool challenge, especially for us that we haven't really brewed that many lagers, but our team loves brewing traditional styles, mm-hmm. and we're so we're trying to slowly interject them. So when we had the opportunity to work with these two, I, I think it was just a really cool way to like test the waters and see what we can do on our brew house. Yeah, and I think people should really appreciate that. When, when people sit down at a bar, especially when they come to Permanis and they sit down, they drink the uh, Jagoff beer, you just see, okay, lager, we got to drink it, it tastes good. But I want to kind of dive in a little bit and talk about, okay, this beer was extremely complex. Mm-hmm. It took a long time to make. You right. know, this isn't just your dad's beer. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a craft lager. There was a lot of delicate um, time, planning, equipment, all that yeah. good stuff. So. Lead us in. How long does it take from start to finish to make a lager? Specifically this lager. That's actually a really good question. Because Patrick kept telling us, Rachel, we need time for it to lager. Yes. And we did not know what that meant. So is that where you're headed, Ryan? I I want want to give people a background of the beer. Like, let's show them what Uh goes into this beer. 
Absolutely. So we have a standard when we're looking at a logger of six weeks at a minimum. And then based on what actual type of logger we're doing, we'll alter that. So that can be adjusted by our the alcohol that we're trying, like the final alcohol we're trying to get. Um, and like also the complexity of the beer too. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so this beer specifically, we uh, go from start to finish in six weeks. That's from brew house to package in six weeks. And um, yeah, so the lagering, I don't know if you guys did talk about lagering at all. No, it was just Patrick kept saying, you know, because when Jim was saying we would like to have the beer for Father's Day weekend, he's like, well, we need a time to lager. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I don't think like to your point, the common person doesn't understand. We'll just make the beer. Yeah. Yeah. And they see it being something that's not yes. very complex. So they yeah. think it's just very easy. It goes in real not. easy. Yeah. It goes when in really yeah. easy. <laughs> but there's um, a science in the, in the weight, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Patience. Yeah. Patience. That's the science is patience. Uh. Um, yeah, so lagering pretty much means aging. So if anyone ever says that word, okay. it, that means we're aging it. So um, so what happens when you're brewing, you know, you have your fermentation period, which for a lager could last up to like two weeks or so. Um, and basically the yeast is eating all the sugars. It's developing the flavor profile. It's cleaning up the beer so that there's no off flavor. So the yeast does a lot of work. So we do some of the work. The yeast does... All of the work. Okay, <laughs> yeast makes beer. That's yeah. what a lot yeah. of yeah. people yeah. tell me. Yeah, I am. I am a slave to yeast. Generally, <laughs> that, that's, that's how I roll. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so then, once we're done with this fermentation process, which is just again a piece of it, we want to let it age, and that's where some of these what we call green flavors will start to um, turn into more of what you taste in the final product. But it takes time. And it takes, like, tasting the beer along the way. And, like, I, just to make a point, you know, when I am introducing someone to brewing, um, if I have a new brewer, I ask them to taste it along the way so they can actually develop that palate to understand what something tastes when we call it green and what something tastes like when it's finished. Mm. So, um, so yeah, so two weeks probably just for fermentation, four, though, just to let it fine-tune. It's the fine-tuning period. And when you're fine-tuning, do you dip into it? Do you have to, like, it keep just it? Sitting? It's not like a crock pot. You're not allowed to open it up. I mean, what, well, what, or you drain some out. Process, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Yeah, ah, no, oh, Ryan, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, that's our competition. That's our competition every week. Never. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, so with the brewing process, we kind of break it apart between, like, the hot side and the cold side. Yeah. So the hot side, there's a little bit of room for if something isn't, like, 110% sanitary, everything's getting boiled. So, sure. you know, we're not freaking out as much. But once it hits that fermenter, everything locked down. You need to wear gloves. And even, actually, COVID kind of was like, if I were using working with yeast at all, it's like, wear that mask. You don't want to breathe on anything. Um, so once it's buttoned down, you're not going to open it up. However, most of the fermenters, which is the vessels that we, for, we like, make the beer in, uh, they will have like a sample port called a zwickle, and you can pull off a sample. You'll check the gravity along the way, which allows us to know how much sugar is left in that beer, and allows us to know when it's actually done fermenting. How cool is that? How about John? Boom. Gets the question of the day uh, right there. Right? I thought we were moving beyond. John. I've actually heard of brewery. This is like like true story. I mean, I've heard of breweries putting their lagering equipment in separate buildings in oh, the rest of their on. equipment. I think Insurrection actually operates that way. Wow. Used to. Uh, 
like, just to keep it all separate. Like, because they do stuff that's a little bit more mixed firm, though. But I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm not a brewer. You're so. good at drinking. <laughs> and, and <laughs> I'm drinking it, whatever. Right. I have a four pack right. in my car. We're, I picked we're up just podcasters here. here, right? Right. We're yeah. not brewers either, but we have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Well, the other unique thing about like brewing lagers, our brewery isn't set up this way, but other breweries that do primarily do lagers, they'll do their initial fermentation in one vessel, and then they'll go into a separate tank. So all of our tanks that you saw at our brewery are uh, up and down. You know there and. What they'll put in is uh, put them in is these horizontal tanks Ooh, yeah. to ferment to finish like finish out and do the fine tuning and whatnot. So we have more surface area for any residual yeast to do that. Sometimes they'll allow like this period to do like a natural carbonation. Um, so I'll throw this little nugget in there. So uh, a lot of like really traditional lagers, they they're not necessarily injecting carbonation into the beer, but they want it to naturally carbonate. So some breweries will either let the beer finish out and keep it capped. Or they'll add young wort into that horizontal tank, and they'll allow this what's called croisoning to um, kind of re-ferment the product and create natural carbonation that way as well. So, so interesting. Wait, I hate that? I hate when people are so smart on our podcast and make me feel <laughs> so. But it's, it's educating to us. Yeah, Go ahead, Ryan. I'm but sorry. No, Meg, so just I want to break this down. This is really really important to know. And correct me if I'm wrong, but see. There's L yeast and then there's lager yeast. There's two different kinds. Okay. One ferments on the top, which would be lager, right? No, ale. L. L's on the yeah. top. And then Meg, give them a lager. An yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think about lager yeast is like cave dwellers. Like they just want to hide at the bottom of the tank. Okay. And they just want to like hide away. Like they're cold. They're, yeah, they're saying that's yeah. what I think about. So it. with lagering, you use horizontal tanks because it it's not as tall, right? Because the yeast yeah. is doing all its work oh, on the bottom. Okay. So you oh, use so the way it's falling. Right. Ah. Well, it's all about the surface area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So even like in general fermentation design, like for the tanks that you get, some of them will be wider so that you'll still get that surface area yep. to and ferment differently. Like yeah. your, the shape and size of your tank can affect how your product comes gotcha. out as well. We love us some Patrick, but this was more educational. Right, yeah. Patrick. Who? That's what I said. This, Patrick. She knows way more about beer than any of us. Let's pick her up. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the, Patrick's the party. Here are these statistics that we know, Make The beer that you made on behalf of us, it was gone. The keg was kicked in two and a half hours at so the Bronzewood in Robinson Township. And Patrick's answer that. was, when did they tap it? And we were like, we just told you two and a half hours yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. It, it was, was gone so in a day and they a half it. at Bobby D's. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. Ryan, is, we can't wait for you we, to try it. Yeah, we, I can't wait to try it. Yeah. 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 I'm drinking a North Country right now. That, uh, we went from the initial batch was just a 15-barrel batch because we're like, again, we want to test the water yeah. and see how this goes. And it instantly, through other conversations, uh, Bob actually came to me. He's like, Megan, I think we need to actually brew 60 barrels of this. And I'm like, whoa. Like, <laughs> Hello? Really? Let's, uh, okay, let's do it. Yeah, that's a let's lot of beer. And yeah. It is a lot of beer. Not to huge release beer. any secrets, but Bob we sat there and told us we need to have the uh, Jagoff beer on draft at PNC Park for the rest of the pirate season. And we're, we're like, like okay, yeah. Bob. What? Yeah. We're yeah. like, yeah, we like Bob. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the pressure is on. Right. We're like, every right. restaurant we've ever worked with, we're like, hey, have you heard of the Jagoff beer? Because yeah. you got to sell it. You got to sell it. Well, <laughs> Meg, this is awesome that you came on. And, yeah, uh, and Ryan, this the. This this is your bailiwick, and we're glad you saved us on the conversation. I, I was, just, we like so, if, Meg. What's if up? If you have the opportunity <laughs> to dive in, and, yeah. and the person sitting you right here that can really yeah, exactly. do it, take exactly. the opportunity. Do it. Yeah. So when we you come a, and you drink this beer, understand 
this was a tremendous amount of work that went into it. That's, yeah. exa- that's yeah. a great point because you're right. We're the consumers. All we know is there's a, a demand and we want you to supply it. But yep. when you re- when you understand, just yeah. like anything else, that there is such a process, I think it helps really digest it all. It's awesome. appreciate it a little bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Question of the day, Meg. Get ready because okay. Rachel's going to kill you with this. She, she drills people. so Sweat beads are going to form on your forehead. Ooh. What is worse, Meg? No fries on sandwiches or a chronic beer spiller? Like a person who's a chronic beer spiller. Yeah. Oh my god, it's tough. Why? Why do you make these so complicated? Yeah. <laughs> That's my Avril Lavigne quote. Uh, <laughs> so at least she didn't say it was a better question than yours. Was, um, yeah. I'm actually gonna go with a chronic beer spiller because then I don't have to hear people go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It is so true. That's great. That is that such a good point. I, Meg, that was good. That was awesome. Meg, where does everybody find you in North Country Brewing? Um, are you talking Internet, about? social yeah, oh media. Yeah. I'm at Meta Meg on Instagram. That's pretty much the main place to see my work going out. And, uh, yeah, follow us at North Country Brewing Company on all social and, media handles. And if you've never been to the cannery, you have go. To go. The cannery Just is the go. best place yeah, to hang it's out. It's still yeah. a hidden gem right now. Not everyone take knows it's there. Take your dog. Yeah, yeah take, take your, your dog. Cornhole bags. We have an awesome yeah. outdoor area. Awesome. It's, it's very spacious. Yeah. So if you want to come up, go to Moraine and come over here and have a beer. Every late night weekend. Out laughing with your friends, I wanna be that feeling, and I wanna be it till the end. You guys have music on your podcast, right? For those you who aren't familiar, right? well, you do I mean, do know. <laughs> typically, about three quarters of the way through is when Scott gets really hammered. So it's almost kind of music because he's slurring his speech and everything else. So you could, you could say that. That's a good answer. All right, so you're listening to the music. Of our band, and Emily's coming on in here. Just in time for you to eat, Emily, right? Emily, yeah, right. right. We waited for you to You could bring your sandwich yeah, over. You can sandwich. eat. Bring you can eat while you talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah do Girl. it. Do it. Then we we'll do. chew it's some fine. gum. It's fine. We'll chew gum Just to get the Just don't chew gum while you're eating. Taste yeah. So uh, we also have a Christmas in July thing coming up this July, and Ian's going to talk about that, but... You know, we love Christmas in July, and like it's ninety degrees out right I now. So Christmas sounds really good. I will give you a chance to eat. Good. You, you, Do and it. Emily can talk because I'm going to tell Ryan a quick story. All right. So what we didn't talk to Meg about was how this even came to be, right? And the really cool part to the story is that we, like you, are always looking for unique places to podcast. So we have the advantage in the sense that yours is beer oriented, ours is like Pittsburgh in general, and yep. you know Pittsburgh is sort of, as you know, with how you're expanding. Pittsburgh itself is just growing into all these different areas. So we were saying, we sort of mastered Allegheny County. Where can we go, you know, in the surrounding counties? And we had clients, actually, in the Slippery Rock area. And we said, we should do something at North Country Brewing. But, ironically, we knew Melinda Kalezai, who had just had a beer done for a huge um, The Women Who Rock event. She was, you know, doing an, uh, doing some um, fundraising. And the beer was helpful with that. So she said, you guys should go up there, and I'll hook you up with Patrick. We go, we do the podcast. This, like he said, the cannery is amazing. You yep. sit in this big airy place, as you know, mm-hmm. and you get to sample. Again, if you're not a beer drinker, you get to try all these different things to figure out what is your style. So we sampled, we talked, we sampled, we talked, and then we got enough beer in them that they said, what about a beer? <laughs> we were like, okay, a Yajaga beer, that sounds great. Again, we know nothing about beer, but we drink it well, you know, or yes, we taste absolutely. test it well. Yep. So it literally was so Pittsburgh and so organic in the sense that we were able to kind of just start a conversation and go from there. And it's been, and they're so, North Country Brewing is so philanthropic. 
They're just good community. They've been in business for like over ten years. You probably know this Longer better, right? Yeah, they've been they've been in business for a while. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember exactly how long, but they've they've been around for a good while. What's been your favorite beer that they produce? Yeah, other than your Jagoff. Oh, that's a good question. Um, oh, I, he said that's a good question again, right? Yeah. it's two zero, John. Oh yeah, two zero. We, we should get like a little little scorekeeper in there. Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, they make so many good beers, and. I'm drinking this one right now, which I think is the red firehouse. Yeah, firehouse red. Yeah, and it's very good. Yeah, um, John and I tried a creamy ale, and I can't remember. I have to ask Meg what it's called. I think it's cream ale. So good. And yeah. It has a little bit more of a taste. Like we were talking before, I don't want a sour. I don't want a fruit. I would choose a different drink if that's what I wanted. You know what I mean? But sure. the cream ale is pretty good. Nice. So, Emily, now your mouth is full. Now your mouth is full. I need some track gum, man. So, (laughs) exactly. Emily Siegel, Seigel. Siegel. Siegel, I got it right. All right, cool. So, Ryan, Emily invented a gum. This is amazing. They were telling me about this, and I couldn't believe it. So, I'm, like, really interested in hearing it. And look how she's 10. She's 10 years old, right? (laughs) She's a little older than 10. So, you know, me, I play hockey on Sundays. I come home. I'm ready to nap. At around 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning, and the John Delano thing comes on, and there's this young girl on there talking about how she invented gum, and she's here in Pittsburgh, chemist, chemist background, yeah. and you turn around and you create the green gum, because none of us realize that gum is made with plastic. So, yeah. Emily, welcome to the Jagoff Podcast and Fuel by Hops Podcast. Yes. You didn't yes. know. Thank you're, you. Look at this. Two for one. Right, for right. One. Yeah. It, it, you the, never know what you're signing yes, up for. You never know. <laughs> right. Yeah, with us, you never know. So, just take us through that little bit of a background, because... That my, our goal is we know how to ask questions to make let, let, let us eat. Okay. <laughs> I love it, yeah. So the, the story of Trek Gum, wow. So I feel like there are a couple different avenues that kind of led me to working on this, and it all ended up happening at just the right time where it came together to become Trek Gum. And one of the first avenues was I, I came to Pittsburgh. I thought I was going to be a doctor, and I, I wanted to, you know, pursue medicine. Pitt had this great program. They had... You know, they're surrounded by UPMC, and so I was like, I'm going to go here. And my, my junior year of college, actually, I had an internship in the ER, which freaked me out. And then I sadly had, like, a, a bunch of people that were kind of close to me pass away rapidly within that year. And I was like, I don't want a career where I'm thinking about death and sad stuff all the time. And so my senior year, I actually switched to chemical engineering. So it was just, like, a random coincidence that, like, that all happened my junior year to change my career path. And so, wow. I love yeah, that story. Like I didn't read that. Right? Yeah, insane story. Yeah, it's, it was sad, but like looking back on it now, I'm like, wow. Like if that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have been where I'm at right now. And so it's cool seeing how how that progressed. And now those ER doctors are chewing your gum while performing <laughs> any kind of yeah, services. Right? <laughs> like, thank God for them. I think it's not my calling. I think you need <laughs> to make so a cool. protocol yeah, like so cool. those that sleep, yeah. the doctors that sleep at night, then they have to go see a patient. They should be required you to chew we'll your gum you. before yeah. they go there interact with the patients. No, but Emily, in all seriousness, I have a, a, a son who's actually going to college. Yeah. And even though my husband and I have said oh, multiple wait, wait, hold times. On. You don't look old enough to have good. a son that's that going to go to college. I gave you a one second point, chance, Ryan. I gave you a second chance. He didn't say it earlier. So <laughs> that was good. Ryan, was good. nice touch right there. As he was selecting where he wanted to go, um, you know, we go through the whole gyration of college. You know, you're going to change your, your mind because it's so great that you are this anomaly and you think you know what you want to do. Yep. But you never know. So that's such a good point. 
to our youth in yeah. general that just because that's the path that you thought you were going to go, sometimes trial and error helps you yeah. figure out what Honestly, you don't want to do. Yeah, big, big errors, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I so I ended up doing chemical engineering. I did that my senior year is when I started. And my parents, I mean, God bless them for not <laughs> kicking my butt. Um, I don't know if I can say butt on here, but thank God they didn't kick my good. butt. And uh, I, I took this product design class for the chemies, and in it we were allowed to, you know, pick an invention that we think would be useful for people. And since I was a little kid, I just love coming up with inventions. I used to have a book of just, like, inventions would come into my head, I'd write them down. One of those things was a gum that could clean teeth. Just because I wanted that as a kid, I was always the kid that my mom would always have to be like, did you brush your teeth today? Did you brush your teeth today? And I was always like, yeah. And So I just wanted something convenient for me as a little kid. So looking, you know, through this booklet, I was like, that's the project that I would like to see if I could, you know, use that for my class. So I did it. We got a B in the class, and there was a pitch competition at Pitt called the Randall Family Big Idea Competition. And I decided, you know, I'm going to try this out. And I did it, and, and I won first place. And that, like, blew my mind. And I was like, oh, my God, like, people are interested in this. This could be a cool thing. And, and so I started pursuing it. But what it all comes down to is... Is I learned that gum was plastic, right? And so over 95% of gum on the market today is just synthetic rubber and plastic. It was cheaper for, you know, the big companies in the gum space to make. It didn't require plants and shipping. And stop there. So did you yeah. literally do traditional research, like reading all of the ingredients oh God, yeah. in comparison to each other? Yes. Okay. Like hours and so hours, So you took the time to literally just go through each one and figure out, holy crap, yes. this is made of plastic. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. And so if you look on your gum packaging... Like, the, the sneaky companies, they, they can write gum base as, like, usually one of the first or second ingredients. And what the FDA allows is this list of, like, 60-plus ingredients that are very synthetic and, and man, like, just made in a lab. And they can put those in and just call it gum base. So wow. the consumer doesn't see yeah. all of the crazy ingredients that are actually making up their gum. And so it's, it's, it's trash. Like, as a young yeah. person, I'm like, just be transparent and tell people what's in there. Like, it's gross. Let them know. And without and, trying to be funny, are you yeah. now that person that, like, looks at the big name? I won't mention what they are, but yes. the big name gums and go, I can't believe I was chewing that. Yeah. Yep. To be honest, my <laughs> the people that I've given my gum to, they really like it. And they said that when they go back to chewing, like, the plastic regular gum that's on the market today, they're like, I, I can't physically do it anymore. They're like, I can taste how fake it is. And so, Once like, you kind of bring it yeah, to light. Yeah. When, oh. And it's, it's a learning curve. So many people don't know. That gum is plastic. Like almost, I would, I would say never. Ninety, 90 plus yeah. percent of people I just learned like, that today. No way. Like yeah. And so the first thing they ask is, where can I get eco-friendly gum? And that's a perfect time for me to be like, well, hey, I'll be what? on the market soon. So <laughs> sign up on the website, get pre-ordered, and that's make it happen. Ryan, is there a future and fueled by gum podcast? I was actually, <laughs> I was thinking like, would it be cool if there was like a hop gum? And then I was like, oh. that's a terrible idea. Hop is so <laughs> hops are so bitter that would be that would be horrific. It would crash and burn. Yeah, you never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Maybe but, uh, maybe down the road we we, we put some hops I mean, and some gum. To be honest, when I when I started that Kemi path line, my end goal was to do brewing. I thought I wanted to open a, a brewery on a boat and call it oh the Beer God. Barge, and that was like my what my, in the hell? Yeah. The Beer Barge. A you beer just thought the greatest idea. guest Thank ever. You. Thank you. Yeah, don't tell anyone, right? You don't even have to brew. Yeah. Just 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 make a brew pub. Yeah, literally. Just, yeah. just sell other Hang people's out. beer. Hang out with Meg over there. Yeah, yeah, right. So that that was my original goal until I started doing Trek gum. And so that's still something in the back of my mind. Like, I hope Trek Gum's wildly successful, and I would use whatever I got from that to, you know, just live so, and hang on a boat. So take us, so you finally get the gum. You yeah. figure out how to make it, whatever. Yeah. 
So that how do you get it to market? How do you let people know? You just put up a website? Right. So actually making the gum was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do. No one teaches you in class, like, here's how you make gum. <laughs> um, and it's not something you can just, like, go look at a recipe online, like, how do I make this? Like, it's all plastic. And so that took a lot of, of learning. And, like, I've learned there's so many different special machines that are used to even make gum. And I'm like, well, I'm making this in my kitchen. I don't have the machines for this. So then I spent spent between, I think, like seven or eight months trying to find a co-manufacturer that could help me and had the machines. Because some of these machines are $100,000. I don't have that out of college. I'm just, you know, sitting with a a little pot on the (laughs) stove. 40 almost. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wait, you're supposed to say, you don't look 40. (laughs) I'm 37. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, so the manufacturing took a really long time. In fact, this week, actually, we're we're hoping to get our signature on the manufacturing agreement and to start working with this company we found. And uh, they'll crazy. help us do some of the R&D. Yeah, it's been nuts. It's been a really crazy journey. Well, and Dude. you are everything I was hoping you would be because I said to John on the way here, and, and all, you know, full disclosure, yeah. I write the show notes, okay. which is basically like the journal. I, you know, worked for the Tribune Review for years. So the journalist in me is like, go to the website, pull out the facts. Sure. You know, yeah. sometimes the website doesn't tell enough. Your website bar none was the easiest to help me. I literally was like copy paste because you have almost a timeline from 2019 to present on the award you won all the way up to the marketing process. Yeah. Talk to me though, trivialize it. Mm-hmm. How did you actually dissect? This is, I, uh, you were like, aha, this is plastic. It's disguised, but it's plastic. Mm-hmm. I can use this instead. Is that sort of how it went? Yes. So what, what I learned in this process is like, I, I studied the origin of gum. Like where did that come from? What was originally used? And it originally was made, I mean, depending on which geographical location you were in the world, it's made with different things. But in, in South America, it was made with chiclet, which is where like chiclet comes from. And it's a sap. It's extruded from a tree. Um, they have little, they're, I think they're called chicleros. I may be pronouncing that wrong. Okay. But they're these guys, they climb the trees, they make some hatches, and this gum extrudes from them. And so that's how gum used to be made. But I guess it was too expensive to be shipping that up to sure. America all the time. And so, you know, the big guys were like, we can make plastic feel the same exact way. And so, yeah, so I like just by looking at, at how things are originally made, I think is how a lot of innovation is happening these days. We're going back to the roots and being like, oh, plastic was not the right yeah. thing for us to be making these products right. with. Let's see what else we can use. And so what I learned then was there are a lot of companies in, in Europe that have been using the sap and making gum. They just weren't being sold in the U.S., and so from, from there, you know, there are two main companies in the U.S. that are doing the plastic-free gum, so I'm happy for that. Um, but we are just adding the functionality to it, so that's kind of our little niche in the market. Okay. So I, I love these two companies. I won't name them, but if you look at the natural gum on Google, you'll see who they okay. are. Yep. <laughs> um, but but I, just, I, I love what they're doing. I'm inspired by it. And if I can, you know, add some functionality, whether it be, you know, our first gum is an oral care gum, but... You know, we have plans for additional lines down the road of, like, how we can be benefiting people's lives in an eco-friendly way. Wow. So and I the first gum you great. made was menth- uh, mint, right? Because yeah, you thought yeah. that was, like, like everybody. Like, no. Yeah, <laughs> menth- <laughs> menthol. I almost said yeah. menthol like a cigarette. Yeah. Oh <laughs> we made menth gum, yeah. <laughs> no, no yeah. I, mint, mint menthol. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she was like, not at all. Yeah, it's not menth gum. Please. That's funny. Mint is where we started. Um, what's interesting, okay, so I learned that, you know, the citrusy gums of the world, in order to get them tasting citrusy, you need citric acid in them or some type of acid. And if I'm making an oral care gum, it'd be really weird if I was putting in acid. So, like, you have to be careful what flavors will actually yeah, work okay. for what kind of gum you want to make. Okay. Yeah. 
Listen. Emily. Are you going to stay in Pittsburgh? My goal is to. My parents don't want me to. Where They're are you like, from? come home. Where are you from? Uh, York, PA. York. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Your roommate in your little town. Wait, Otz's Pretzels, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Otz's Pretzels. Pretzels. One of my neighborhood friends growing up, they owned really Martin's Potato yeah. Chips. So like, it's just a, a very quaint little town. Went to elementary school next to a cow field. Just like very different from from Pittsburgh. Yeah, but I I love it here. I think there's a booming startup scene that's really starting to form. More and more like VC funds are coming yeah. in, which is awesome, bringing more money to, to young startups. And I feel like I don't know. I, other than a beach, Pittsburgh lacks nothing. Like go I to Erie. Yeah. yeah, go to Erie. It's two <laughs> hours of the road. True. Two right. hours. Yep. That's all. Yeah, but yeah. It's just, it has and you could stop at North Country on the way. Go you swim really in the point. You're really good at marketing. <laughs> Put your towel out on the fountain. Oh That's fine. That's true. <laughs> you just close your eyes. Right, 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 right. Oh we'll God. sprinkle sand on your your towel. Right? Yeah, yeah, literally do that in the fountain. Just for people to understand, though. So where are you now? So that they understand, like, again, I encourage you, you know, you'll tell everybody where to follow you, but I encourage people to look at the timeline to really understand. Think about perspective. From 2019, it's only 2021, and you're now, like, the entrepreneur. I appreciate that. Yeah. In my own head, I'm like, why is this taking me forever? Oh, And then I no. talk to somebody, and they're like, you met this person? And I'm yeah. like, yeah, but, like, it took me a long time. In less than like, two, years. two years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. that's crazy. So, like, that's I phenomenal. I appreciate that perspective, yeah. because when you're in it every day, I'm like, Absolutely. I'm not getting enough done. And then you Absolutely. step back and you're like, all right, this is almost ready to be sold. Like, let's do this. Thing. I mean, and you're and him joking about you being young, yeah. but you are a young person doing great things. I appreciate and that. And kind of check bo- checking so many boxes in our system. That's yeah. amazing. How old are you? Yeah, I'm 25. Yeah. Jeez, 25. Wow. Know. You know what I was doing when I was 25? Yes. Please tell I was me. definitely Please tell me. not <laughs> making <laughs> Drink a beer. Yeah. Oh, oh, I do that. I was bartending. When she was saying how she was taking yeah. notes as a young kid, you know, I was coloring Batman coloring books. I don't, you know. But yeah, no, I love that because I did something similar. I kept yeah. a journal, and I was always saying like, "What Look I at Rachel to do. trying to step yeah. it up yeah. on us." No, but right. it's true. It's yeah. true. Like, it's a girl like, thing. I remember, yeah, it has to be. It has to be. Like when I was young, I was like, "Wow!" Like, like not even that young. Like middle school, I was like, "Wouldn't it be cool if they made grown-up shoes that had light-up stuff in them?" And then like they came out a couple of years ago, and I was like, "That could have been me." And like even like that is so funny. I used to be like, "Oh, what if grocery stores could keep track of what you're purchasing instead of a cash register?" And now that's what Amazon's new stuff yes. is doing. And I'm just like, I wasn't well, born. In the right time. I aspire <laughs> to be in retail because that's yeah. where it's booming. Yeah. And I created this flat thing. I'm horrible at science, but it was yeah. a flat, almost like a spatula yeah. that was long. It was a cardboard and it had a handle and it taught you how to fold your clothes appropriately yes. so you had the perfect crease. And they then I that. go work retail and they use the damn board. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I invented this. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So it's just right Isn't place, right time. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I'm finding myself, I feel like I'm in a good place. You yeah. never know what you're in a great place. Is, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm feeling good. Tomorrow I pitch for, for money for the first time. Um, I'm raising my seed round. What? So that's wow. first, it starts Listen, when tomorrow. I was 25 years old, yeah. my number one goal yeah. was I was literally training for this. I wanted to finish a fat head's head witch and the chips. <laughs> <laughs> that was my goal. That's, that's an amazing goal, man. Don't be, don't be I just sad wanted, about I just wanted it. to finish. I gained like 40 pounds. That's, yeah. so that's amazing. That's Emily, where are you working yeah. out of right now yeah. so that people have a perspective? Uh, currently, my, my apartment. <laughs> and, uh, okay. Yes, I, li- I live in Bloomfield, and I I was able to find a, a two bedroom that was the same price as a one bedroom, and I was like, oh my god, right here's the perfect office space. And then I moved in in February, and then COVID happened in March, and I was like, thank God I had the second bedroom, or I would have been making gum in my, you know in my actual bedroom, and like that would have been weird. 
And so I, I'm, I'm working out of there. And then I was in the Alpha Lab gear accelerator oh, right. program. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But because of COVID, you know, that we weren't allowed in there either. And so I think they're getting ready to start opening up, and then I'll, I'll move back in. And actually, there. I didn't realize I was leading you to talk about the Alpha Lab. Yeah. I didn't realize that you weren't actually physically there. Yeah. Wow. It was so it so was thank weird. God for two-bedroom apartments in right? Brightfield. <laughs> yeah, bless right. up. Yeah, thank yeah. you, landlord. Yeah. Like, uh, what's uh, up? Oh. You are my awesome. hero. Yeah. You are 20 years younger than me, and I aspire Emily, to be. You are as fascinating to me. As I saw on the TV, so oh you gosh. are. Uh, I love so you guys. call all your friends and tell them to move to Pittsburgh. I'm and tell trying. them to listen to your Jago podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, listen, shout out to my mom and dad. Move to Pittsburgh, yeah, right. Yes. right, mom yes. and dad, come over. Yeah, right. no more York. We have yeah. a question of the day. Where does everybody find you first? Um, okay, so my. One of the things I think I'm lacking right now is the social media presence. That's something that I mean, I'm a nerd, so that's not my my thing. So while raising this money, I'm hoping to get a social media person on board. So you can follow the Trek Gum socials. I think everything is at Trek Gum. Okay, you'll find us there. Um, but most of my story ends up on our website at trekgum.com, and then my personal account. But I've been feeling weird about adding strangers on there. No, so don't yeah, worry so, about so that. follow, yeah. follow the Trek follow Gum the stuff, Trek. and I'll just start updating that. Like, and now Rachel doing. gives a shameless plug to say, <laughs> yes. Sean, Rachel, and Colin actually do social media as our real job. So if you want to talk afterwards, and in this corner, <laughs> we will be Rachel happy. <laughs> we will be happy to talk to you yeah. about how we can help you. So please, let's we would love let to the conversation you. continue. We would love to help you because you're very exciting. Yeah, very cool. All right, question of the day. Yes, I'm ready. What is worse, no fries on sandwiches or beer spillage? Oh, beer spillage. Yeah. Beer uh, spillage is the worst that? thing that could ever happen. <laughs> I One time I was drinking, my favorite pub in Pittsburgh is Fuel and Fuddle. They had a donut beer like two years ago. It was like a Dunkin' Donut blue beer. I took one sip and went and set my, my glass down, and I set it down wrong, and it shattered. And beer oh. and glass went everywhere, and it was the saddest day of my life. And then everybody's like, what the hell? <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. So, so beer spillage, 100% hands uh, down, the worst thing that could oh happen. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Emily, yeah. you're a pleasure. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you so much yeah, for hanging course, out with man. us and for so Thank you for We really me. appreciate it. Yeah. And now she gets to eat. This sucks because we all ate and you didn't. It's okay. So it's you it's can call be a good us. Room she got a couple Sammy. bites. You, you can call us Jagos if you yeah. want. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. Cool. Thank you, guys. Emily, thank you so much. So now a little Ian? bit more music from Jordan and Zach. When you're out laughing with your friends, I wanna be that feeling. Tell everybody, they should come to the Allison Park Primanti's and find Heather in the corner, right? Absolutely. It's what's going on here in the Berg. You know what I'm saying? We're out a little bit outside the Berg, but we're on the patio. The weather's beautiful. We've got a nice cross breeze. What else I think Heather, Look at her. I think she should answer your question of the day. Oh, you want my question of the day? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> I keep looking like I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, is worse? Fries, taking fries off the Sammy. Or beer spillage. Ooh. Ooh, that's hard. It's a great question for yeah. a waitress here. Yeah. No I, fries. Okay, or? just being truthful to Permanis, taking the fries off the sandwich. You're the only one, sister. <laughs> you are a company person. I'm impressed. That's right. That's a yeah. great question. great answer. Heather. All right, Thank cool. Thank you, Heather. So, <laughs> Ian, it's so great to have you on the podcast because what has it been, like two and a half years since we've been trying to have you on the podcast with we working with Bailey? Sinked. Right. It only took a global yeah. pandemic to get us here. That's exactly right. So the cool thing is, is not only are you on the Jagoff podcast today, but you're on the Fuel Bio Hops podcast today. Yep. So Simon you're getting guy. a double whammy. We'll, this is right. We'll do the fist bump. We're doing Wild fist bumps eating. because I have Permani sandwich all over my hand. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to watch my girl's figure right now. I'm going to go work out after we talk today. So oh, man. I might, it might maybe weigh a little bit heavy. I don't know. Nice. Then you get turkey. That was my answer. So oh, okay, you yeah, get turkey you and then you feel better so, about it. So I'll let Rachel let me eat, so I'm going to let her eat. So 
Ian, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thanks Fire, for having right? me. We know you have a you, you just did your Shamrock Run and 5K a little bit ago, uh, St. Patrick's Day, yep. and we know you have Christmas in July coming up. Yes, sir. But tell us a little bit of the background of what is all of that for. So, I'm president and founder of Semper Gratis. We're a 501c3 organization here based in Pittsburgh. I mean, the best way to summarize what we're doing, it's just a local do-good organization. We focus on pediatric patients afflicted with cancers, diseases, and other disabilities, and other just general acts of kindness. So that's a mouthful. Yeah. I understand it. But at the end of the day, the motivation is just trying to enrich others through action, right? I think seeing is believing. If you can go out and you can be the good, everybody can talk about being a good person, but if you're putting that into action and creating an atmosphere and a platform for people to see it, my hope is that they're taking it away. And they're going out and paying it forward some other way. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, talk about some of the people that you've helped so far. Just, yeah. So, you know, what's interesting is... And I know we're not saying this in a pat yourself on the back way. Not at all. Talk about the success story. Yeah. Because we've seen, uh, I'm looking at the numbers, huge increase even during a COVID year. Yeah. Right? We're, we've been really fortunate. Uh, you know, exponential year-over-year increases in successes that we've experienced. And at the end of the day, you know, what's interesting is... We carry a message, um, and we support different families. But at the like, we partner with other nonprofit organizations and their causes. So in six years, we've supported the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. We've That's supported awesome. the Muscular Dystrophy Association, uh, Cerebral Palsy, the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, and you know, it's interesting to create a situation for for people to come out and have fun, and that's one component of it. But you got to remind people why we're coming together. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have these guests of honor. And typically, I do two events in the same day. So in the morning, we have a patient family that speaks. And in the evening, we have a different patient family that speaks. So it's driving home the purpose of why it comes together. And what's really cool is, you know, pre-COVID, we would have 600 people in a room for a dance party. And everybody's there, and they enter it with their cliques of people. A patient family shares their story, and you can just see the room transform and the impact that it's having for helping people realize why we're really coming together. Right. And then it just encourages and moves people, and they're motivated to give. And that's, that's what it's well, about. Well, you bring up a good day. point because COVID is still, you know, we say all the time, we don't want to concentrate on it, but we also know it exists, and we have to yeah. be cognizant of it. But moving forward... I think it's difficult, especially for the nonprofits, to decide the dance. Like, what do you do? Do you go back to the the in person? Right. But with you guys, you're doing a little bit of both, hybrid and in person. Yeah. Is so, that right? uh, here in March, we started getting back at it with different events. We had virtual and in person options for our Shamrock Shuffle. We had 317 people that were registered. 284 in person raised about 15,000. Uh, wow. Where a portion of the proceeds were for Leukemia Lymphoma Society. So we're taking that, moving it forward as COVID capacity restrictions are being changed, doing it again to the theme of Christmas in July. Santa shuffles in the morning, small town, loud voice in the evening. I mean, all I want to do is is create the opportunity to make a difference. I love it. And, yeah. uh, we, you know, most people are afraid of Route 28. But let's talk about how easy it is to get. Now the 28 is a big boy road. Yeah. A big, you know, it, it, it's, it, you can get easily because all of your, your events happen where? 
West Leechburg, yeah. which is about 25, 30 minutes northeast of Pittsburgh. I love when people are on the outskirts of Pittsburgh. They're like, we are right by it. Yeah. yeah. Just, they're like, drive 25 minutes. You can do it, Pittsburgh. Right. <laughs> right? right. Ryan, what breweries, are there breweries up there? Uh, up 28, like up in a total Pittsburgh. Yeah, then you have um, Colony Creek Brewery. What is it? Colony Creek. Oh, yeah, Colony Creek. Yep. Uh, Voodoo has like a little thing down there in New Ken. Yep. Um, you have Blonox is blowing up. House of a Thousand Beers. No. House of yeah. a Thousand Beers. Yeah. Is that House of a Thousand Beers. Yeah. It's in New Ken. It's in New Ken. That's great. Yep. Boom. Rachel with the proximity. Yes. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Yeah, pulling it out of back pocket. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, super proud of you. You have no idea how directionally challenged she is. I don't, but I picked up challenge. on it immediately so, based on no, the kudos she points you're giving. reaction, right? Yeah. No, but so July 10th is the date that this yeah. all unfolds, yep. correct? Okay, cool. So you will have all details on the website for people yeah. who want to partake. Easiest website. I mean, Semper Gratis. Some people can butcher it. You know, it's that means always grateful. So at the end of the day, kind of the that. mantra that we're, that we're living. But KV Cares, short for Kiski Valley, right? KVCares.com. It's a redirect link. It'll take you to a landing page about all the info. Smart. In the morning, family friendly. You don't have to be a fitness buff to participate in the 5K or the one-mile walk. John, why is he telling us that? I know. Uh, he looked right yeah, at me. Be, because yeah, my sandwich He's crumbs. like, finish it's your ta- sandwiches. It's three years to get you guys there. That's why. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come We're on. Ryan yeah, we really Let's go, do. Ryan. Oh, go. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm definitely walking, but yeah, I'm in. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have to thing. walk. You could stand underneath the popcorn that we have coming from Pop. I'll be the guy in the back. Sir, you're only 500 feet in. Wait, is Scottro your partner? we wear our T-shirts. He's a little bit more. T-shirt. Yeah. We'll wear a cheers. Scott Crow's like a fit guy, right? Isn't he like he's a pretty runner? fit? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's pretty into it, so he yeah. might do well. Not me though. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm hearing more reasons why you want to be there. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll gladly come. <laughs> he's good. He's I'll have the worst time, but it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, you can. I mean, you're going to be able to get pictures with Santa. Santa's going to make an appearance. I love that it's July. well. You didn't yes. tell me that, yeah. right? Come on. You got you got, you Disney, with that. you got Disney princesses that are going to be there too. Belle and Snow White. Go. Thanks to events ever after. Okay. We got a balloon artist. We oh, have balloon popcorn. Artist. We got Brody's lemonade stand. He so this is really you. cool. He keeps throwing out popcorn. I know. He knows yeah. popcorn. Listen, Willie, uh, Rachel's husband, will joke about how we eat popcorn. Because when we're done eating, that we the best popcorn is at Team Pittsburgh Deck Hockey in Brighton Heights. Okay. It is so good. And y'all go down there and get it for dinner for two bucks. But we'll sit there and stand it, and <laughs> Willie, her husband, will make fun of, like, you guys just ate popcorn, right? Because the bottom Cancel is like, Gretel. It's like someone tried to feed the pigeons we're in falling, Market Square. We're following the trail behind <laughs> you, it. right? Cancel yeah. and Gretel from the Ajaga podcast. That's right. exactly it. Yeah. No, but you're doing great Stains things. down your shirt. <laughs> yeah. You're doing great things. Thank we you. appreciate it because we do need to realize that COVID is a thing. It is happening, but we still have to support our nonprofits yep. and yeah, help absolutely. as much as we and can. Thank you so, so much for, for supporting us and what we do. And so our what are we going to do well. on July 10th? We're going to come up and we're going to... We're, we're going to walk quickly. I'm going to wear my sexy walk Santa I'm wearing our you do that. t-shirts. Oh, yeah, yeah. We already have well, you can wear your like tropical Hawaiian shirt, you know, All shorts, right. flip flop, right. Santa beard, maybe that. I like. Oh, it. hey, we'll put our uh, Jagoff beer in our water bottles. Oh. There See, you go. I like them now. Yeah, right. He yeah. Made one <laughs> smart comment. Right. Yeah. He started off bad. Right. He was not tracking. <laughs> right. Now he's right. Good. He's That's good. funny. Listen, you could you could come in the morning. I always say you could earn the day. Right. Come in the morning. Earn the evening. Oh, come back okay. in the oh, you come back in the evening. That's very good. Sorry. You know, there's there, and you don't have to be a dancer to be there. Like there's all kind of side raffle games and everything else going on. We typically okay. have well over fifty gift baskets, side raffle items, fifty fifty. 
opportunity to win money. Okay. I mean, there's a lot that's you happening. You throw in a pop up beer tent, and we got them. Yeah, right. Right. Hey, hey, why not do that right now? We'll sell it. We'll sell it. North to make money, brewing. right? We'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll sell it to make money, right? For the there you for the go. Yeah. Let's yeah, do, it. do that. So and don't be a jag off because <laughs> if you're a jag off and you don't want to go out twenty eight, you could spend the whole day there. So if you go, yeah, like, absolutely. I'm not going up there for whatever for just two Wait, minutes. You don't say I up there. there, right? Who says up there in Pittsburgh, right? right. Don't be him up there, right? Down there. Up, right up there. So you up can there. spend the whole if you if you're really gonna moan about going up twenty eight. Then you just spend the day while you're up there. You, right? Listen, we have a partnership with the local hotel. It's about ten minutes away. You Sweet. can get it for like twenty or thirty dollars a night. Boom. Oh wow! Listen, Boom. that sounds like that high school the details. That's that it. wasn't the details. You got to be planner. That's it. You, there's no excuse to not be there and want to do good. You're right, and we have to thank Bailey. Which, by the way, Bailey is is related to me. But crazy enough, her her aunt is is uh, knows Rachel. So the it's it's crazy how the whole oh, wow. and Pittsburgh small, Leechburg small. Every, you know, yeah. just go out and be a good human. At the end of the day, you never we know who it. you're interviewing or interacting with. Rather, Ian, thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. What is the website again? So the the easiest website to remember is KV Cares. Yeah. K- Short for Kiski Valley, kvcares.com. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, All right, thank you. so are you ready for the question of the day? Because Rachel's over there making making time with Megan. Are you ready for the what's question the, of the day? What's the question of the day? Or do you want me to do it? Yeah, i look it up. Do it. I was actually helping a brother out and telling Meg that we're going to hook him up with no, a beer No, that's tent. awesome. And right. Ryan has some rapid fire thing we have to do after we have oh, the baby yeah. on. All right. Question right. of the day. What question do we got? Question of the day. I keep reading it, Ryan. I don't know why. What's worse? Fries, not on Sammy's, or beer spillage? Beer spillage. Everyone keeps saying Without, that. You can't, that's a man down. Yeah. That's a, you can't do that. He's that's the first, first like, person to use the phrase. Yeah. That's a man down. You can't do that. That's, that's, that's leaving a soldier behind. Uh, Jeez, oh, man. All right. Hey, thank you guys again you. so you much. I appreciate it. We're coming back to the music, and the music that you've been hearing throughout the podcast is an MP3 created by these two guys. And, uh, Which I what? got wrong. I was like, Jordan, Zach, Zach. So are you basically the product of COVID? Did you guys figure out, like, we can do this together, and this is the time to kind of really dig our heels in and figure out music as a duo? Yeah. There was a little bit of that. We actually started, we met right before COVID, probably like August before in 2019. Okay. Uh, but that was just doing gigs and stuff locally. Um, but then the idea for the business kind of came about during uh, COVID, um, you know, kind of bring that all together. We decided to get a place together as roommates, work on uh, how we could promote local Pittsburgh artists. Um, and we, so we offer, you know, recording for them and promoting them through websites and stuff. And so our love for for local arts and music and the desire to, to work with people, even in the midst of things Smart. being shut down, kind of brought that idea. Fueled, to fueled it. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think I think just because we started during COVID, that kind of it, it allowed us to create the original business model to uh, connect with that instead mm-hmm. of like re- reeling when it happened and like totally changing our mindset. Okay, so musicians by trade, mm-hmm. right? Figuring out that oh crap, these guys are going to need some help when this is all sort of settling down, right? Right. right. Okay. And, and actually, in a weird way, you kind of hate to say it, but like the whole pandemic with things being shut down did, to Zach's point, kind of clarify how we could be of use to people, whether, you know, virtually, there's so much of what we can do recording-wise and building websites for people that we don't even have to be in the same room anymore. And I think it took 
unfortunately, it took a pandemic to kind of teach us all that, that there's so much we can all do separately, but be of service to people um, from anywhere, really, in any other city or anything we want to do. So so it's not just Pittsburgh Acts, right? It's It could be Pittsburgh. So far, yes. So right, far, yes. Okay. But we're expanding. Um, and I think with COVID, that kind of allowed that expansion sure. because so many people, like, it's so easy to work online with people that are in entirely different cities now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, we so. made it easy to kind of break down all the barriers and right. just say whatever. Yeah. So what's the process? How does this work out? So you guys kind of say, here's who we are. Mm-hmm. We're musicians, so we get the trade, right? right because right. that's going to give a sense of relatability. Exactly, They're going to trust yeah. you because you understand it. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. So, well, which one's the guitar player? You. That's me. Okay. Yeah. So... What does that go like? You guys are just sitting down, kind of rehearsing, kind of jamming, whatever term you want to use as musicians, and then you say, oh, boy, this thing hit. This is what we're going to do. What did the business model look like? Take us through that. Well, we were both kind of doing what we're doing now for the business before we started doing it together. So that kind of made the transition really smooth. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I got out of school and started producing for anybody that would let me record them um, and put out music with them. Um, and he's been marketing for longer than I've been out of school. So we were both kind of doing it. And when we started playing together, we were like, well, this is perfect. Like, we should just do this together and be like a one-stop shop for all artists. Because we noticed a lot of, a lot of like, even friends of ours in the music, music com- community, they've also offered, like, their own recording services or opened up a studio nearby. Um, but we thought maybe what we could do to set ourselves apart is kind of do, like Zach said, a one-stop shop of yes he can do the recording side and the musicianship and the technical side but then in addition to that we can take that same client and I can help them out with building a website and a brand and apparel um, and logos and album art and things like that and build their social media presence where rather than having you know make them have to shop around for all kinds of different services that might not be even that affordable for just you know a starving artist so to speak so it's not an agent it's an awareness right right okay. right so I it's really you. it's this the essence of it is really helping local artists take what their music to the next level in an affordable way so and that that part of what we do is under the umbrella called Lifeside studios one word there and that's we combine our backgrounds like zach was saying combine our backgrounds our talents and experiences to really be that one-stop shop for pittsburgh artists and really like we said with virtually we can do that with people in other communities as well so are you still playing actively yes, yes. okay we just had a back-to-back uh, cover gig this weekend. In fact, Friday and Saturday. So nice. Oh, okay. Doing, it's amping up in the summer. We still do covers, um, and that actually we were able to pick up in like July last year out of COVID, pretty pretty early on, because mm-hmm. um, there was such a you know desire, and I think there always will be for those those that live music no at doubt. restaurants yeah. and things like that. So. Yeah. That we've still been lucky enough to get those every week, pretty much. Do you guys drink beer while you're doing your thing? Not, I'm not a beer guy. Not beer as much, uh, but we do. Killed by hops. You okay I with that? Uh, we got to turn okay. them on. They still have time. They still have time. <laughs> Are we going to be canceled now? No, you're good. You're good. No, that's uh, no, but I do find it interesting that from a music standpoint, and I say this to every musician who comes on, I come from a music musician's family, okay. and I know that it's not an easy art, mm. but I also think that it's. It begs the question now, post-COVID, what are people doing when they were hiring duos and trios and solos, and now this eight-piece band comes in and people go, can't do it. So I think you may have been ahead of the mark before realizing that it might be where they're headed. Mm -hmm. That's the hope, too, is we've kind of learned without intending to market ourselves as a duo. You know, there's so much versatility 
in the demand for a duo. I mean, anything from like corporate events and weddings to restaurants. It's a very versatile act. Uh, whereas like a full piece band, maybe not is as versatile sure. in various markets. <clears throat> I mean, there's a huge need for them, sure. but it's not as necessarily diverse of a market, particularly in the local local mm-hmm. scene. So. Um, that's sort of what helped us kind of collaborate too on our first original project okay. that we just came out with um, that we're excited about and that just came out in May. Where's everybody find you? How do we follow you? So yeah, so for the studio services, if you're interested in checking those out, that's again Lifeside Studios, uh, which is just lifesidestudios.com. Um, we do a couple more cover, cover gigs coming up in June. Um, that's just Jordan and Zach. Um, you can find that on Facebook um, or on my website, jordanschultzonline.com. Um, and then our first original song we just came out with, we're planning on working on a full album version of, of Originals, actually, and that's under a new uh, duo name for Originals called High Clear. Just the word high and the word clear is as one word. So. Okay. Uh, and the song itself is called Home, and it kind of has sort of a, a pop country vibe, which is so not the vibe that we would have <laughs> guessed yeah. we would have yeah. released. kind of funny how that Particularly came as a first song, but... Uh, you know, we're hoping that it's going to be a very eclectic album, and that'll be one thing that hopefully will appeal to enough people that people will uh, enjoy it. Awesome. Yeah. All right, are you ready for the question of the day? Sure. All right. I'm scared. Yeah, you both have to. Wow, John just got Ooh, mad. But they're a, duo. they're a duo. They're a duo. serious. I see. Yeah. We can't have a combined no, duo. No, you don't have okay. time to talk. Okay. okay. What's worse, no fries on sandwiches or beer spillage? Or beer spillage? Beer Ooh. sticky. I think it's beer because that, that smell stays with you. That's true. There you go. There, yeah. so they took cool it from point. the other way. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. okay. I mean, All right. Respect. I mean, fries on a sandwich is a staple. That's that's tough to pass up. Pittsburghers right. will not go away from that. That's so yeah. funny. We've done our question of the day. We've done uh, we've done all the things we do. What on Fuel by Hops? You guys have a tradition of doing rapid fire. It's right? the rapid fire round. Sometimes we call it something else, but it's always the it's rapid, rapid fire right. round. Okay, we never do well at rapid fires. Like we'll tell people we're doing rapid right. fires, and then they go, "That wasn't rapid fire." So we have. Yeah, to it's never <laughs> rapid fire for us either. <laughs> yeah, it's the rapid fire round that's never rapid. What's fire. funny is Paul Wahlberg make fun of us. He goes, "This is rapid fire because our questions He's were like, so you slow." Are yeah. Jag-off. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, so I do it. So my question to you: Do we both answer? No, no combined answers. You have to answer these separately. We made those rules earlier. You made those rules. (laughs) The gavel was put down a few minutes ago. All right. So the Jagoff podcast. Are you ready to enter the rapid fire round? We accept the challenge. (laughs) We'll throw something in there. Scott will do something in post. (laughs) Okay. Um, Question number one. We'll start with the ladies. So Rachel. Yeah. What is your favorite Will Ferrell movie? Oh my God! He's my if then. He's my guy. Like, if I don't have a husband, he's it. How yep. about that? He's there my creepy. There we go. He's, he's here hall pass. It might be, it's either Kicking and Screaming, oh. Step Brothers, oh, or go. Elf. I mean, I gotta yeah. go. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Willie, what's my favorite Will Ferrell? What's my favorite Will Ferrell? You gotta answer quickly, though. Is she. Kicking and Screaming? Really? Friend? I did hate Step Brothers for a long Wait, time. I just admitted it. Is she allowed to phone a friend? Oh, Step Brothers is the pinnacle. And yes, I think she just did the first ever okay. phone friend. Well, listen, Emily and Megan are super smart. They're over there. I'm going to okay. use them. Yeah. All right. But he's out now. He's out. Yeah. 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 Okay, he's out. You, you okay. burned that one. All right. <laughs> favorite Step or favorite Will Ferrell movie? Oh, definitely Elf. Uh, yeah. I know. Definitely Elf. John's not a movie person. Oh, no, but I love that movie. Elf I is good. Elf is respectable, times. but Step Brothers is the pinnacle of his right. career. Uh, it's the pinnacle. Here's a good rapid question. Raise your hand if you never saw The Godfather. No one raises their... Oh, for crying out loud, Emily. Uh, oh, <laughs> my gosh. 
<laughs> I is his, know. Wait, it's your rapid. Oh, my God. It's your Guys. rapid fire. Stick with that, because otherwise she's going to make me look oh awful. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. All right, we'll move on. Rachel, yeah. what is your favorite hangover cure? Pedialyte. Regular Pedialyte or off-brand Pedialyte? Because this is a debate. Pedialyte. Regular. Because I worked at a pediatrician's office. That's the only thing that works. Okay, or so hair of the dog. I have heard that Rite Aid's Pedialyte works better. Oh. But okay. <laughs> throwing it out there. Or hair of the dog. Did you hear me? Yeah, yeah hair of the dog. But I'm I mean, too that's, old that's to do definitely. hair of the dog now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Once you go past 35, hair of the dog's out of place. That's gone. John. Favorite hangover cure? Oh, it's IV fluids. I used to be a paramedic, and we used to start <gasps> IV fluids on each other on the, when we went into Saturday mornings to start our shift. I can't <laughs> wait for Scott to hear this out. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Who says this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you're trapped on a desert island. We normally do this with beer, but we're going to change this one up. Okay. Because we're Appermanian Brothers. Okay. So you're trapped on a desert island. You can eat one Pittsburgh food oh. for the rest oh. of your life. Mm. Rachel, which food is that? I'm so bad at it. It's not, not tied to any brand. Yeah. It's just a Pittsburgh food. Pittsburgh food. Yes, a Pittsburgh. It could be a brand. It could not. One. I don't love Pittsburgh food. <gasps> I know I don't. <laughs> it's so yeah. true, though. Right? <laughs> Scott, drop, please drop in a really big gasping sound effect right there. All right. I don't know. I don't love Pittsburgh food. I don't. Um, I mean, what do I love that's Pittsburgh? Like, I wouldn't say a pierogi. I wouldn't say a pierogi. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah, say a pierogi. Emily's over there. Oh. And you're not allowed to call Willie now. I I yeah, yeah, Willie's out. You can a friend over there. Yeah. I guess I would say anything from a Pittsburgh cookie table. Ooh. Uh, okay. Fair enough. So this is a good point. We're going to interject right here. November 6, <laughs> 2021. We're putting on the Fuel by Hops Presents. Drink the Cookie Table, our beer festival with iconic dessert <gasps> brands here in Pittsburgh. We're bringing 16 breweries in. Pairing them up with Sarah's candies and all the other love. You have people. to make sure you tell Tracy yes. that. Yes, all right. Yeah. It is going to be. We'll it's be at there. Spirit, November sixth. Good, e- perfect point to drop. Emily's bringing gum. Yes, bring gum. Bring gum. All right, John. Oh, one know, Pittsburgh food for the rest of your life. Ah, uh, I'm trying to. It's either a pierogi, boiled, not fried, or strawberry Jello pretzel salad. I. Knew that's what I I could eat that any day. We're, we're, we're trying pretzel. to make that into a beer. When you yeah. guys said oh, that, my, my yeah. eyes lit up. We Strawberry do. Jello pretzel salad, I we think, think would be my answer. Work. Yeah. If you do it, though, we'll taste it. Okay. I won't okay. be that person. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next question. Going into the tunnels, are you a jag off if you hit your brakes? What answer is Yes. Oh, yeah. That was, that was, and, that was yeah. a softball. Yeah. And you're getting a hand yeah. signal from yeah. me. And John is the son of a bitch when he drives. <laughs> I am not. Yeah. Just follow up with that. All right. We'll wrap this one up with okay. one final All question. Right. Okay. And I don't, I don't have my questions running. I'm literally. Yeah, these are totally all off the top off of my head script, yeah. right now. So this is totally off script because Scott right. normally has these all wrapped up. So I'm going to say, what is your favorite Pittsburgh sports team? Theme? Team. team. Sports team. All right. Oh. And why uh, is it not the Pirates? No, just kidding. Yeah, right. I mean, I would... The Penguins. Penguins? Yeah, yeah Penguins. I'm a hockey dude all the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, Scott's the official DJ of the Penguins. Where's yeah, he at, man? Yeah. Uh, wiki, wiki, wiki. Wiki, wiki, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> We're really good That's at That's awesome. 
Ryan, is that it? Is that the That's end it. Of the That's the end of the uh, rapid fire he just round. Made, he was like, is that it? Yeah. No, no, I just want to make sure I don't cut you off. More questions. All right, yeah. so we're going to wrap up. So you have to answer our question of the day. Yeah, and you know how it's gone down. But before so we do that, where does everybody find all of your stuff? You find us at www.fueledbyhops.com. That is the center point of the brand. You can find everything there, all of our communities, um, all of our blog stuff, all of our podcasts, links to everything there. Fueledbyhops.com. Go there and look around. And for the Pittsburghers awesome. that are Pittsburgh, it's not Hops, H-A-W-P-S. No, it's H O P. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite beer? My favorite beer? Uh-huh. That's so hard to say. Yeah. I mean, categorize them. That's fine. I would say I have a favorite brewery in Pittsburgh. What is Do it? I'm, I'm proud to name it. It is Monday's Brewing. In Where's McMurray. that? It's a McMurray. It's on Route 19. Okay. Uh, traditional style beers. He makes beer that tastes like beer, and I love that. I mean, I love all the Pittsburgh breweries. Sure. But he's the little guy who just opened up, and he's making traditional beers, and I just I love what he's doing over there, so I go there at least twice a week. Okay. Are there too many breweries? Are we we good? No, the, is it saturation? Yet? It's not he saturation. Said the conversation no. continues, no. right? Yeah, yeah. It's it is. Um, uh, the pie is getting bigger in Pittsburgh. Right. We have new drinkers coming in. They keep turning twenty one, and people are sticking with it. The pie is just getting bigger. I think there's actually plenty of room to go in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Honestly, okay. All right. Question of the day. Fire question it off. of the day. I'll look at it. Ryan, I think I know his I answer. Already, right? What is worse? No fries on Sammy's or beer? The beer spiller. Chronic beer spiller. See, I can go with the no fries on Sammy's. Yeah. You know, I. I it, if you don't do the slaw on a permani sandwich, yeah. you may as well not call it a permani sandwich. But I could do fries on the side. I'm going to say beer spillage. Okay. Right. Definitely the worst. Well. What about you, Rach? Good. Beer um, spillage for me. I'm good with either. I, I can pivot. Yeah. I'll cope with either. Nice. All right, so we have to thank a million thank yous. First, a big thank you to Heather here at Permantes, and thank you what to an Jim awesome job. from yeah, Permantes. Seriously. Yeah, and awesome. uh, for having us tie up the table here today. Thanks to you and Scott for inviting us on your yeah, podcast. Thank you so Thanks much. for Scott for not coming. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's texting me. He's at work. I understand. Uh, and uh, we have to thank Emily for coming on. Yeah. And thanks to Tracy for organizing all of this. And uh, thanks. Let's see who else. Colin. Ian? Colin Parrish oh, yeah. behind the Ian camera. For, it was a great, listen, nonprofits, right. they're coming back, and yes. we're glad to talk to him Jordan a little bit about Zach. that. We're back, baby. Jordan and Zach, yeah. And thanks to Meg. Thanks to Meg. So, yes. really, this is probably the first time we've had such smart people on the podcast together. Emily and Meg, they, they out, really. Oh, yeah. We're, going to, we're being considered for Menza after they've been on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, thanks to Rorik Honda. Summer 2021 is driving people to events and happenings, and Rorik Honda is part of that drive. From parking lot shows hosting comedy acts to a collab with Mancini's. Rorik knows the importance of community fun. Congratulate them on a record month in May and browse their inventory in Bloomfield. As always, Rorik.com for all of your vehicle needs. Brian, do you have any sales pitch you have to do? Do you have a sponsor? Uh, we do not six. have a sponsor, but I just want to come out and just officially apologize again to Primanti Brothers for stealing all of your hot sauce when I was <laughs> a young, poor college student. Right. I love it. I will return them if need be. Last night, when you said my name, it felt right. When you poured me another drink, I don't want no one to tell me it's okay. Cause when it's all done, I will let you go away. We are secret. We'll laugh into the night. Just won't leave it. Till I make you mine. Gonna make that hard call. See how good it's not in giving our all To do it all again 
moment that I saw you That I had to have my way I wanna feel like home to you I wanna make that known I wanna be your glass of wine On a summer night on the porch Every late night weekend When you're out laughing with your friends I wanna be that feeling And I wanna be it till the end I wanna feel like home do 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 Didn't know how much I missed you Until I drove so far away And every night I wish to be with you And that's never gonna change I knew the moment that I saw you That I had to have my way To you. I wanna make that known I wanna be your glass of wine On a summer night on the porch Every late night weekend When you're out laughing with your friends I wanna be that feeling And I wanna be it till the end I wanna feel like home to you I wanna make that known I wanna be your glass of wine On a summer night on the porch Every late night weekend When you're out laughing with your friends I wanna be that feeling I wanna be it till the end I wanna feel like home do 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 You know, every night it's stronger than it's ever been before. I wanna spend my weekends out laughing with your friends. I wanna be your lifeline, and I wanna be there till the end.